Welcome to the Big Idea to Bestseller podcast, where we are turning your dream of writing a book into your reality. On this show, you'll learn how to write, publish, and launch a nonfiction book from the most elite professionals and entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm your host, Jake Kelfer, four-time bestselling author and founder of the Big Idea to Bestseller program, and I'm here to reveal the secrets of what it takes to write an incredible book to grow your business, become the go-to expert, and change the world. So whether you want more credibility, you want more coaching clients, you want to start a business, or you simply want to share a powerful message, this podcast was made for you. Let's go! Let's go, let's go, let's go! Austin, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Man, I'm good. We know a lot of the same people. So, Jake, I've been looking forward to this. So uh, let's see if we can get some value today. Absolutely. Now, you're, you're in launch week right now. You're in launch mode for your book, The Two-Week Vacation Test. I read your other book from six to seven figures. All right. You know your shit. You're dialed in. All right. You're an author. You're a successful business guy. Talk to us about a little bit about what you do and why you decided to write the two-week vacation test. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we do one-on-one business coaching. We work with six and seven-figure entrepreneurs all over the globe to help them get free from the weeds, focus on the right things so they, A, can scale uh, their business and take it to the next level because most businesses get stuck, right? And B, also do so while living their dream life, right? So it's about growth, but it's also about freedom uh, and, and ultimately uh, uh, achieving why you started in business to begin with. So we help people work through a very systematic process uh, to do that. So they've got great team and operations. And the two-week vacation test is really uh, a test, but it's also an approach to building a very healthy business so that you can get those two things that I just mentioned, the time freedom and the growth, because that's what it's about. Dude, I, I, I love that. And, you know, we're going to we're going to dig deep quick. All right. Because there's a lot of good stuff here. And I'll, I'll be honest, this past June, I went to Israel on a two week vacation. All right. Mm. And I literally was like, I'm doing a two week test. Like, can the team operate? Do we have the systems in place? What's going to work? What's not going to work? And so now, you know, we get to talk about the two week vacation test. We get to talk about the book mm. when it comes to the two week vacation test. Is there a point in time where an entrepreneur or their business should attempt this? Is it a revenue level? Is it based on the goal of the company? When do you attempt this? And and then how do you actually practice this? Yep, absolutely. Great question. Uh, And I have so many questions for you on how how the trip went and everything. But the, uh, the answer is as soon as humanly possible. All right. So once you have several team members, um, which, you know, if you're at six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures, you've probably got some other team members, whether they're full-time or part-time or external agencies, this is all good practice to have them be able to run and thrive without you. So the way that we do that is through what we call the freedom ramp up process. We don't want to have you go tomorrow, if you if you don't have great operations, a great team in place, we don't want you to leave tomorrow for two weeks. That would tr- tr- dramatically impact your business. What we want to do is have you have a ton of confidence and peace of mind that you're like, yeah, I can go in two weeks. Like my, my, my team is uh, going to handle it. They're going to crush it. It's easy, right? So we want to build up through that. So in the book, I break down seven steps uh, with the seventh step being that two-week vacation test, starting with very small wins uh, to help break the mental attack attachment and addiction to your business and then building up to being able to do deep work and then being able to, to take a days off and be able to go on mini vacations, yada, yada, and, and until you ultimately get to the two-week vacation test. So through taking those small micro steps, again, we're gaining better control of our time. We're way uh, improving our mindset and letting go. 
And we're improving the team and operations through these small little micro tests that help you accelerate the process of having them not need you. Uh, and that leads you to a two week vacation. So if you're like, man, leaving my business for two weeks and having it run and thrive without me, that seems pretty crazy. Well, trust me, by working through the six steps, then the seventh step being that two-week vacation test, you're going to be able to get there in just a, a couple months. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's, it's the, actually the fastest path to be able to get there. I love it. I love it. Walk me through this, okay? Because you've mentioned team, you've mentioned operations. There's a lot of things that go into this. And Let's focus specifically for the sake of this on a service-based entrepreneur, right? So a coach, a consultant, someone in that, in that space. What are some of the first team members that you encourage people to hire? Is there an order that you have found work really well for a service-based entrepreneurial business? Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, we've coached hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs. We've helped drive hundreds of millions of dollars in growth. And so oftentimes it's funny how uh, similar all these different businesses are. The number one high impact role for six and seven figure entrepreneurs is an assistant. If you have a great assistant, they are keeping so many things off your plate. And there's two big things here. A is there's so much admin in every business. Every single business has a bunch of admin. That should not be where your time and energy is going. But when you're starting your business, you're wearing all that different hats. But one of the highest impact and easiest things to offload is the uh, admin, because then you can replace those 10 or $20 an hour tasks and, and ultimately um, focus on much um, a higher impact tasks. So it's from an admin standpoint, but also not just from a time standpoint, it's also from a decision fatigue standpoint. With a small business, as an entrepreneur, you've got hundreds of different things on your plate. So if you can just reduce the number of decisions, especially those small decisions by, by a good uh, load, you're, you're going to feel, you're, you're not necessarily going to do, uh, uh, it's one of those things that you can't necessarily tie a number to, but you're going to feel completely different by having an assistant. So that's number one, is making sure that you've got an assistant. Now, the good thing is, is you can have somebody overseas for a low dollar amount. You can have an executive assistant virtually. You can have somebody in person. There's a lot of different ways to tackle that and having a great assistant. That's usually the highest impact role uh, for those reasons I mentioned. The second one is usually somebody related to sales. So if you do high ticket sales of some kind, we love to uh, uh, replace uh, the entrepreneur from the sales because that's usually a good one uh, that there's a lot of people out there that are interested in sales. That role is uh, not money out of pocket. It's usually on a, a, a uh, either all commission or at least high commission basis as far as they only get paid when you get paid. Uh, it is a uh, role that you can create a system for uh, fairly easily and ultimately set them up for success. And there's a lot of reactivity in that uh, of your calendar, a lot of energy that if you can spend that in other ways uh, with what we talk about, then you're going to be in, in a really good spot. So those are a couple of the first ones. And then from there, if you can have somebody help with a fulfillment, so that could be an operations manager. Usually it's like, another coach or a head coach or a head of fulfillment or a head of product, something that somebody else can own some of the, uh, the client delivery. Uh, those three roles will dramatically improve or uh, decrease the responsibility that you feel, the number of decisions that you need to make, uh, the reactivity that you have, and that can allow you to step into that true CEO. So I would say very commonly, those are the three big roles. And it's funny that you say that. Guess what three roles I had in place before I took my two-week vacation. Let's go. Course, right? Let's go. But, but Which is beautiful because with that, you can still have uh, just like the day-to-day -day functions going. You can still have revenue be gen generating. You can still have client delivery be going. So like, you're good. Like, that's what you want to do. That's beautiful. Yeah, no, it, it it's great. And, you know, I, I think like the first hire that I made and, and when I first did this, I was scared, right? 
but I brought in my assistant and she's amazing. She's so mm. great. And I was like, oh my gosh, the power of having a great assistant, right? But there's a lot of people out there and I want to talk about two different things here and then we'll, we'll keep going into, into some of these other steps, which is, oh my gosh, I can't afford to hire this person. My business is barely making enough money, right? Profit yep. margins aren't high enough or whatever it is. Everyone's got their reason why they don't want to hire someone, right? Yep. Yep. What do you tell somebody who's like, well, I have a vision of being the seven figure entrepreneur, but I can't actually afford to be a seven figure entrepreneur, but everyone tells me to step into that identity and hire for that position. It's like, what do you do when it's, it's a tangible, I don't have it versus a mindset of step into it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Beautiful. Um, So the, the order that I just mentioned there, starting with an assistant, this is usually the highest ROI role that you can, it's a low cost role that again, you can then free up that time and focus on higher impact things. So that one is usually a no brainer that you, you can't afford to not have, right? The second one I mentioned is usually on a commission basis. So again, they're only getting paid when money's coming in. So it's not necessarily an out of cost uh, ex- expense for, for most of the structures that, that salespeople have. And then the third one is really important to make sure that you can free up time and focus on the right things to continue to drive growth, which is much higher value than actually doing the delivery. So all three of them should be very, very high ROI that then you can uh, generate even more. But the big thing is, is like, like you said, from a mindset standpoint. So the hugest difference, I got a book called from six to seven figures, right? You read that book. Um, The biggest thing, and I only talk about it a little bit because like you need a whole like 10 books on the subject is the mindset. That's the biggest real difference because we can change the strategy. We can change the approach, but it all comes back to uh, 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 having the proper mindset. So one of the big things that I see over and over again, especially with six-figure entrepreneurs is like, they're at, let's say 200K and they're like, I'm going to 2 million. And we're like, no, you're no, you're not. Like, I love the ambition. I love the dream. But like, let's focus on doubling. Like, my company is called Two X for a reason. Because like, we want to wherever you're at. If you're at 100k, focus on getting to 200k. If you're at um, uh, again 20k a month, focus on getting to 40k a month. If you just focus on these micro steps and doing so in a systematic way, that means once you get there, it's in control, and that's your new low, and then you can continue to go up. But I talk to so many six figure entrepreneurs that are talking about 10xing. And they're just focused on dreams. They're not focused on the execution. And as a result, they never quite grow. So they stay stuck in the same spot. So that's what I would uh, challenge somebody to think about is definitely uh, reflecting on the mindset, definitely uh, uh, be looking at you know the highest ROI roles and doing them in a particular order so that you do have the cash flow, uh, but also be focusing on those tangible steps of like, all right, I'm trying to just do this. And then every single quarter, have a clear quarterly plan, make tangible progress uh, and take it one step at a time. And you'll double and double and double again and just be uh, growing exponentially to get to seven figures. Dude, it's, it's clear you've done this, you know, like, like, you know, like you sometimes hear people and they make their claims on what they do and, and how they do it. But you're, you're, you, it's so clear that you know this shit, you know what you're talking about. You've done it for yourself. You've done it for others. And I love that. And so for everyone that's listening right now, if you're vibing with this and you're like, I'm ready to get to that next phase, I'm ready to, to see what a vacation could look like, right? Like that's possible. Grab yourself a copy of the two week vacation test. It's out. Go get it. It'll be everywhere. Go to Austin's profile, go online, just Type it in, you'll find it. Um, but I wanna ask you this, Austin. Entrepreneurs also have this idea of, well, where's the best use of my time? You're talking about high impact, you're talking about ROI-based tasks. What are some of the tasks that an entrepreneur really should be focusing on? Because if 
If you don't know what you really should be focusing on, well, then it makes for a justification of why you don't need to outsource the sales, why you don't need to outsource the fulfillment. Cause you're like, well, this is the most important thing that I can be doing. So what are some of those higher level things that enable us to build the machine as you have behind you? Yep, absolutely. Um, 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 we, we get so drowned in all the tasks that we have to handle. And our lizard brain loves a couple things. It loves to feel smart. It loves to feel needed. It loves to check things off. So what that means is that we are naturally, whether we consciously know it or not, we are naturally going to be driven to do the easiest things that we can check off and check them off fast. We are naturally not going to do the things that either A, we don't want to do uh, or that will uh, be hard for a short period of time, right? So uh, we have to understand that first and foremost so that we can better address it head on uh, because you can catch yourself at the end of the day or end of the week. You're like, man, I worked really hard today, but like what actually got done? And when you do that day after day, week after week for several weeks, you're like, all right, hopefully you have a realization like I had of like, there has to be something to change here. Like I have to change my approach. But to answer your question more specifically, some of the most important things that you can be spending your time on is what like what we call a feed the beast. So every single day, whether you have capacity or not, do at least one hour of marketing activities to be filling your pipeline. One hour. And I'm not talking about um, you know just going on a, a social media unless that's your number one channel. That we've had so many clients that we've helped get to seven figures, and uh, it's been wild to see. But the vast majority of them have one very clear primary channel that they're focused on. So I would say pick one channel, and every business and talent is a little bit different, or whatever your interest is. Uh, so, for instance, ours is a book. So guess what? We're doing more books, right? Um, uh, that's a, a great generator for it. So like, I'm focusing on that every six months. I'm looking at, hey, how can we really leverage the book in a bigger and better way? Um, so like most of my time and energy is going to be around that. But I'm, every single day I'm thinking, how can I spend some time on those marketing activities that are going to be feeding the pipeline? Some are going to be like driving short-term leads, but really what you want to be doing is seeing, hey, what can I be doing now here today that's going to set me up for 30 days from now, 60 days from now, 90 days from now? Because if you continue to stack those medium-term activities that are not super urgent, you're going to be, uh, uh, again, feeling the momentum month after month. The second thing is be building your machine. So you talked about, you mentioned that word. What that means is having the proper systems, numbers, and team in place that your business can run and thrive without you. So these are the things that are really important for your long-term business success, but not that urgent. So these, again, are things like building systems. uh, And uh, uh, like this could be a marketing system, a sales system. It could be a fulfillment system to make happier clients, a, a system to upsell your clients. It could be a new product, right? What are those things that are not that urgent, but are going to really impact your business three, six months from now uh, that you can be focusing on? What we want is at least two hours of deep work every single day on these either growth oriented or high impact long-term activities uh, that are going to set your business up for success. And if you do that, that means every single day you're moving your business forward. And after a few weeks, you start to really feel the reciprocal effects from it. So those are a couple of things. Think about systems you can work on and definitely think about growth activities that you can work on, but keep it simple. Don't be doing a bunch of different random marketing channels. Really, really narrow in on your one primary channel. And then um, uh, we usually recommend one primary channel and two supporting channels, but it's really about assets and building the machine, not just like the reactivity and the constant hamster wheel that most people are on. 
Dude, I, I, I like that. Uh, quick question here, because I have, I have something I want to get into deeper, but you know, one channel can be your hub. There are platforms out there too that allow you to click the button and put it onto other platforms. Yep. Do you encourage the use of that, but you're really only, your energy is focused on creating for one platform? For example, yeah, I, it's like Instagram is your platform, but you can add it to shorts, add it to TikTok, add it to Facebook. Yep. Like, do you recommend getting it out there or do you only recommend like, hey, if Instagram's your focus, just do Instagram. Don't promote to other things if you're not actively trying to grow those specific channels. Yeah, good question. In general, we we do recommend. Uh, there's there's not that big of a harm of like putting it out there on the other channels. The problem that I see is so many people. Uh, a, they don't have one proven customer acquisition channel, so they're like they just keep jumping around from one to the next. They get sold by all the marketing gurus on the latest thing and try this and that, um, or they just get distracted and take their eye off the ball of their golden goose. So for instance, they're like, oh, TikTok's the thing, or oh, this is the thing, or there's this new Instagram, whatever it is. It's you got to stay focused and really keep things as simple as possible. So the cool thing is, as we talk so much about systems, uh, 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 you know, both books uh, from six, seven figures and the tweak vacation test is if you can put the proper systems in place, there's a lot that you can do that don't require any of your time. It can be done by a virtual assistant in another part of the world uh, for a very cost-effective way. But the main thing is figure out what your top channel is, focus primarily on that, build your machine with systems numbers in your team. And those two things alone are going to be uh, uh, really getting you to the next level. Dude, I love it. I got I got a couple more questions here. and We're going to cool. wrap up. This is so good. We can go on for quite a while, but we'll keep it here short here for the last few. What is your favorite customer acquisition channel that you've used in your business? And then what are some of the, the most popular that you see service-based entrepreneurs using? Yep. Uh, the number one that we see service-based businesses using is referrals. Uh, the thing is, they don't actually have a referral system. So we have a lot of clients come to us that mostly get uh, clients uh, uh, for their business through word of mouth and referrals. And we're like, hey, that's your number one channel. You're trying all these 15 other different things. But what if we like really focused on that and actually turned that into a system and, and tripled that number? They'd be like, oh my gosh, my business would blow up. And I'm like, great. Let's cut out all the other distractions and focus on that. So uh, if you don't have a referral system in place, that's a huge golden opportunity if you're a service-based business, uh, because usually they're high trust and you know you want to have that. Second is, uh, uh, so that's number two for us. Uh, number one for us, uh, and it's it's you know something that I've loved for many years, having a business in the book space uh, is books. Um, and uh, books are a great tool. Uh, so we are a high uh, touch, high ticket uh, coaching program that people need that trust. They need to see that authority we want to give a lot of value. We want to show them some of our frameworks. We want to show them some of our different approach. So if somebody reads one of our books, they're going to see, oh, wow, there's a different way to do this. And we're able to, you know, then guide them to, hey, we can, we can support you to implement that. Right. So the books are an amazing tool. Uh, I've had uh, now, this is my fourth book now. uh, And my first three have generated all seven figures. Um, So I'm lucky to say that, fortunate to say that. Um, And uh, uh, I have have no doubt that this book will be um, uh, the same for us as well. Yeah. And since we have a lot of authors here, I'm glad you mentioned this. We have a lot of authors in here. Obviously, I love books. I'm a huge fan of the book game. Mm -hmm. A book can be used in so many different ways right? Mm -hmm. You can use it as a gift, onboarding, acquisition. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can use a book, credibility, PR, et cetera. 
What are the ways that you use a book to acquire the customers? Or what are the ways that you use a book to get in customers' hands? Are you doing free plus shipping funnel? Are you giving away your ebook for free? Are you giving away your paperback for free? Um, What are some of the ways that you've used your book to generate more clients and awareness? We've done them all. (laughs) And and I really want to get a uh, paid acquisition channel as far as uh, free plus shipping uh, really dialed, but we we don't have like a bunch of low ticket offers. uh, And as a result, um, we've never made that quite uh, a work from a number standpoint. The one that has worked best for us is to get enough credibility and success on Amazon and then have people uh, have Amazon push the book. So we use a little bit of ads there, but like if somebody's searching for a particular term on Amazon, that means that they're they're more inbound and they're interested instead of us going out and blasting it, which is good and valuable. And we get a big ROI from that, but it's actually better uh, and the best is is, uh, them finding it directly on Amazon. Um, The other one that we really enjoy is using the book to help drive more referrals. Right. So like, it's just such a great tool to say, Hey, you should read this book or we send uh, two, two people uh, or, or, or uh, two books to one person say, Hey, one's for you and one's for another person. Right. And it's just like different ways to, to have it uh, be combined with those, our top two channels, the book and the referral. So those are a few, but we've uh, for the tweak vacation test, we gave the digital copy away for free. Uh, we've in the past for, from six to seven figures paid for the physical copy, but I, I would say the best are to do what you can to distribute the book into enough hands, because if you can get it to a kind of a word of mouth standpoint, or at least have it be out there, that's like actively moving in different ways with people reading it and referring it. Uh, that's what you want to do. So we do this big build up launch to get it distributed. And then we're looking to uh, leverage it in an evergreen way uh, through different, through different strategies, as I mentioned. So I uh, don't know, uh, you know, every, every case is a little bit different, but again, the big thing is, is get it out there to enough people and then really focus on one or two uh, strategies from there. Awesome. So for my final big question here, all right, the book just came out. We're talking about the two-week vacation test. How do you know if the two-week vacation test is successful and what should you be looking for? And this will bring us home today. It it is already successful. And the reason why is because it's impacting lives, right? Right. And it's like, I've been through this process again now four times. I've also helped uh, 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 many dozens of people launch their books as well. And it's such a psychological roller coaster in some ways of like writing the book. Does it any good? Will anybody read it? But like, once you get it done, be proud of your work. Like, especially if you're writing a nonfiction book, which I know most of your audience is, and and you're trying to change somebody's life. You're trying to teach them something. They're trying to, to develop them in some way, shape or form or help their business or whatever it is. Like be proud of that and like use it as a tool to go and give value, go, go and change lives. And if you do that and you come with that perspective, then, then it's a success and everything else from a business standpoint should make sense as long as you make a couple of the right moves, right? Um, so if, if I continue to lead by just trying to get this book out there in the biggest way, hoping and trying to make as big of an impact as possible in people's lives, that's going to lead to the biggest success. Um, And uh, we'll see that back in in different ways. So that's what I would say is like, that's a big realization I had is like, it's about impact at the end of the day. I love it, man. And it's it's already impactful, man. This show alone is going to impact a lot of lives. But tell Mm. us, where do we follow you? Where do we buy the book? How do we buy the book? How do we work with you? Give us all the goods here before we sign off. 
Absolutely. Uh, check out the book on uh, Amazon, The Two-Week Vacation Test. Uh, search it there. Uh, you can see it on our website as well, 2x.co. Uh, that's 2x.co, shortest domain you'll have uh, all week here. Um, and yeah, we've got a ton of resources for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. We've got a toolkit that goes along with the book that's super valuable. Um, so check that out on our website. Uh, and, and I think that, that you'll get a lot of value out of it. But if you're if you're stuck working too much in your business, if you want to gain back control of your time, if you really want to scale, but do so in a smarter way that's not reliant on you, I really encourage you to check out the two-week vacation test. Again, it's it's a it's a crazy low price on Amazon. Like I'm not making any money. I'm actually losing money on the book. I want some people to read it, apply it. And as I said, if, if they do that and I'm making an impact, that's success for me. So that's what I want. Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you for coming on the show. And for everybody who just listened to this, step into that scaling CEO, step into that person, buy his book, get on board with the show and build your freaking machine so that you can take vacations all day long, baby. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jake. Love what you're doing, man. Love your energy and excited to make an impact with this. Appreciate you. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Idea to Bestseller podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're ready to get started writing your dream book to grow your business and make an impact, then go ahead and go to bigidea2bestseller.com. That's www.bigidea2bestseller.com. You can get some free resources. You can grab a free copy of my book, Big Idea to Bestseller. And you can check out everything that we have to help you get started absolutely for free. Together, we're changing the world one book at a time. I'll see you on the next one. Let's go!